So, welcome to I Dream of Jungle Gyms. We're taking a little season pause. Uh, so, I guess this is I Dream of Questions. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Alex, and here's my amazing producer. Editor, sound design person, Sam. Yes, she's Samantha. fantastic. Yes. Okay. I am uh, amazing. I am that. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, earlier today, we sent out a few questionnaires uh, and, like, requests for you guys to send us some questions. We also have a couple questions for each other. Mm-hmm. So, we're just going to go through some of these questions and really delve into the answers. And it'll be fun, hopefully. Yeah. You, want me to, you want me to ask first? Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, I dream of questions. Ooh, I'm just going to read this verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Elias Cramble... He asks, do you have any techniques to remember your dreams as precisely as you do? Yeah, I talk about them a lot. So uh, as soon as I wake up, um, before this year, I would type it, which was a mistake because I'm dyslexic. And also, I just woke up. So it it was not good. Some of them are like almost illegible. And some of them are like, I understand what I was trying to say, but it's really hard to... <laughs> it doesn't sound as cool when you're just reading it. <laughs> so, yeah. now... If, if you follow our the social media at all, you'll see uh, some of the dream logs <laughs> there. The audio's been dubbed over, or the... Not dubbed over. The audio's been used, but we yeah. make a video over it. And it's that's that's how they are yeah so so now uh as, as sam started to say i record them with my voice and they are just as bad and illegible but now you get to hear me talk for like five minutes just going i um uh, <laughs> for like five minutes as i try and get my point across uh my favorite is when you like bump your phone or start <laughs> And I, I clearly know that you're a little frustrated with yourself, but at the same time, it is just the funniest thing to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll keep, I keep a dream log actively to try and remember my dreams. Also, just sharing it with other people really helps me remember. So the more I talk about it, the more details I remember, and that's really helpful. So thank you for your question. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So Sydney Brand uh, has a dream that she would like me to interpret. So let's see. I always have a dream about a lava rock monster chasing me down the street of my childhood neighborhood, but I can't run past the stop sign at the end of the street. So I turn around, yell at the monster, and then I wake up. I would like you to interpret this, please. Okay. (laughs) So. I'm really bad at dream interpretations, so this one's all you. (laughs) All right, so this one's all me. Uh, I've, I've been studying. So, uh... It is interesting to me that you stop at the stop sign, like it's a border, and the fact that it's in your childhood neighborhood probably represents something along the lines of when you were a child, you know, you followed the rules a lot, and you felt stifled by that. Don't look at me, I don't know. <laughs> um, but but I do find that an, an interesting detail. With the lava rock monster, I, I always see, like fire or lava is more like an anger or maybe a fear like a fear of fire i thought you're about to ask siri to dream about lava suggests that you perceive some danger in your future perhaps you want to avoid something under any circumstance 
that is from the internet hmm. so that's that's actually really interesting something in your future specifically huh perhaps you want to avoid something under any circumstance so with that logic you are perhaps afraid to confront your future but your childhood is stifling you from running away from it it's keeping you from going back or your childhood is where you're comfortable there you go you're running through a familiar space and you're being chased by something you don't know and that is our interpretation <laughs> okay chris gilbert asks, yay chris gilbert chris gilbert works for me um <laughs> he's so fun to work with he voiced uh he did multiple voices throughout the series yes. so far He's been in episodes uh, two and six so far. Um, so Chris asks, what surprises you most about your dreams? Um, how, how they feel like they have a meta story going on. I think that's really cool. And it seems like not a lot of other people have something like that. No. So the fact that like, I can make and find a continuing story in my dreams is really cool and really interesting. And I, that's probably my favorite part about my dreams is that like weird things come back, like the jungle gyms or the unseen man and stuff like that, how they'll just keep coming back to say hello and continue the story. I really like that. I know I certainly don't have that kind of thing going on. No? No. Uh, what surprises you most about your dreams? my dreams yeah i don't know i'm just the production assistant oh, i don't really have <laughs> say something um my dreams always have a common theme i'm usually being chased by something and i like i have a lot of dreams that are based in horror situations like i i've talked about them before and i, I haven't talked about them like publicly but my dreams are usually consistent of what most people would consider a nightmare hmm. They don't bother me. No. And it, it's something I've had for as long as I can remember. Mm. So I'm, I don't like talking about them. No, but I feel that because a lot of the dreams, like episode um, two and episode four so far, people are like, those are pretty scary. But it's funny because when I was dreaming about them, they weren't scary. Yeah, like in the moment, well, in your subconscious moment, it doesn't feel like it's a problem yeah because some dreams it's like like when i was a child <laughs> my recurring nightmare was that a duck would bite me and i would like wake up screaming <laughs> and my family would make fun of me because they're like alex it's it's a duck like calm down it's a duck but to me that was terrifying but now i have like mysterious voices chasing me and people are out to kill me and i'm like you know it's tuesday you know <laughs> and it doesn't bother me at all until i tell other people and they're like oh that's kind of scary i'm like oh yeah being scared Shh. don't do that shush tablet <laughs> yeah so I, I see it more like an action movie than seeing it like a nightmare well that's basically how i see mine too yeah because it's it's hard to see it from a perspective of a nightmare when you're not afraid of it. Yeah, exactly. But it's easier for other people to see it that way, you yeah. know? Okay, next question. Um, Katrina Freeman Whoa! asks, what would you say is the most tedious part of production? Thank you for your question, Katrina. Uh, Sam, this is more a question for you. 
What is the most tedious part? Well, I hate repetition, <laughs> for starters. And guess what? I have to listen to for upwards of 14 hours. My voice. In one sitting. <laughs> Not just your voice. I have to listen to a lot of people's voices. Yeah. Saying the same lines over and over again. Yeah. I would say, from my perspective, the most tedious part is Sam trying to adjust the timing of some things and me just going a little longer, a little shorter, mm-hmm. a little longer. Can you make that, like, a smidgen longer? Um, can you move it forward? Can you move it backward? <laughs> um, no, that's not right. I don't like that sound. No, the other this? backward. <laughs> no, the other backward. Yeah, I, I drive her crazy, and she does such an amazing job, and I'm so thankful. <laughs> I wish you could just say, can you move it to the left or to the right? Like, that'd be so much easier. (laughs) Okay, I'll try and do that. (laughs) Um, Um, So, yeah, definitely the editing process is the most tedious. I I don't find... So, the sound effects I actually enjoy looking for. Mm. First of all, it gives... Because what I do is I'll edit all of the audio. I'll pull all the audio that I like or that we agreed on. Mm -hmm. And I'll pull that into a master track. I'm talking about technical stuff, ooh. <laughs> and adjust that until I like it. And then we'll go over it a couple of times and make more adjustments. And then we'll bring in the sound effects. And the sound effects are probably my favorite part. Yeah. Despite listening to something like 3,000 times because it gives me like this mental break. Um, I don't enjoy searching for them. <laughs> that is the most frustrating it, part. It can get frustrating when you have an idea in your head but it's not already out in the world and you have to try and find it or make it yourself and that can get very frustrating. Yeah. But yeah. I do enjoy doing uh the voiceover effects. That <laughs> it that again is one of those tedious things. Yeah. Especially for like the cave sound effects or anything We're like that. We're going to answer that one in a, a separate yeah question cuz there's there's one for that. Oh good. Okay. Uh-huh. So yeah, uh thank you for your question Katrina Freeman. Uh Editing. Editing is very tedious. Um, at Pastor1108, what is your favorite... What uh, What is your process for making the episodes from beginning to end? Uh, so, as I alluded to, first, I have a dream. <laughs> first, I make a nice warm cup of milk. Yeah, and first then I, I make some milk, I go to bed. <laughs> I have a dream. When I wake up, I do a dream log about it right away, either written or verbal, uh, and then I'll probably stand up and tell someone about it again, just to make sure it's solidified in my brain, because we all know the worst part of having a dream is forgetting it right away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I try to avoid that as much as possible and remember as many details. And then uh, when I first started the process of making the podcast, I sat down and I wrote down every dream log I have into one big document so I could say like, okay, well, what are some similar themes happening? Who are some similar people or similar settings that keep coming back? And how can I turn this into a story? Uh, And so I have just a big document just called dream document (laughs) with all of that information in it. Um, Every character, setting, synopsis, date of my dreams that I can remember is in there. Even dreams where it's just like a fragment, like, oh yeah, that was a dream I had, but I don't have it written down. That's in that document. And then I'll pick one of those dreams and write them and make them sound pretty. (laughs) And then we go through a really long, hey, does this sound good process? And just fixing it and cleaning it and cleaning it until it sounds good. Then we'll 
fix any grammatical or spelling errors, go in, record it. And I, even as we're recording, sometimes I'll riff or make up new lines or fix a line that sounds weird or feels weird to say. And then I send it over to Sam. Sam will edit it, mm-hmm. make it pretty, add the sound effects and any voice effects. And then I'll send it over to my brother, uh, Brandon, and he is amazing. And he does the music. Brandon does a really great job with the music, too. Yeah. I'll literally just be like, here. <laughs> figure it out and he'll go okay and send me back something that I didn't know that I needed and it it always sounds good and I'm always really happy and on the off chance I'm not I'll say I need this adjusted and he'll say okay cool I got you and fix it right away Mm -hmm. um and then we ship it out for you guys to judge (laughs) (laughs) then a little bit more editing then we post it (laughs) it's honestly it The first episode itself took probably about a hundred hours worth of work, but to get the whole season together, to get to the mid-season episode, to get to episode six, it's probably (laughs) taken, what, about a thousand hours? So many hours. I, like, I work on this thing tirelessly, (laughs) Um, and I'm so proud of what we've made, so I, I couldn't be happier with the amount of time I've put into it. So, yeah. Uh, thank you for your question. Okay. Okay, at Hugh Made It, also known as Wanye. Shout out to Wanye for also making music. The intro and the outro is uh, from his loveliest song. Well, <laughs> the one I've heard anyway. I, I like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Endless Options. And he did a great job with that. Um, and he also has music in episodes four. Uh, or no, no, no. Three. no three and five. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, thank you. So at he made it says, why does life feel like a daydream? Probably because it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not a daydream. It's the matrix. It's a simulation. Easily confusable. I understand. The past is a daydream. That, that's all I have to say about that. Whoa. <laughs> what? The past is a daydream. Yeah. That's crazy. You can put only... that on a t-shirt. Sure. <laughs> can we put that on a t-shirt? Why not? Ooh. Also, how many of you would be interested in merch? Thanks. <laughs> a brief pause to ask. Yeah. Merch? Merch question mark? Okay. <laughs> uh, cook with Patrice. Hi, Patrice. <laughs> um, do you believe that dreams reflect your subconscious or just random nonsense? Interesting. So we do talk about this in a later episode. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I do have like a little bit of a tangent on my personal beliefs as to what dreams might mean. But I honestly think it depends on the dream. Yeah. I think some dreams are really trying to tell you something. I think some dreams feel so real that they can't not be premonitions. And I think some dreams are just your brain unloading all of the nonsense that you experienced from the day that you just need to get out of your system. I I don't have, like, one genuine thought process on this. Yeah. I, because when I was younger, I used to, like, think, oh, what if this was just a story that I heard? Mm-hmm. And it, it turned into something. Or what if this is just bits and pieces of my life? Or just, like, an amalgamation of all of those bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Your young self knew the word amalgamation? Yeah. Yeah, when wow. I was like four years old, I knew the word. 
<laughs> it was just ingrained into me, into every cell of my being. Yeah, impressive. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just that good. Spell it. Uh, gotcha. Uh, A L, uh-huh. uh, gamation. <laughs> so, um, no, but it's like as I as I got older, it started to turn into something else. Like, um, what if it was? Uh, what if this? I'm gonna get super meta. What if this right here, our existence now, is the dream? Mm-hmm. And us going and actually falling asleep and jumping into these other worlds is um, the real place. Mm-hmm. And our whether or not that would be true, I'm not saying it is because you know, <laughs> but but that's a really cool concept to think yeah. about. And so I have a question. Yeah, with that logic, mm-hmm. right? Saying that that is the definite answer mm-hmm. for hypotheticals. I dream that I'm a guy sometimes. So mm-hmm. am I a guy dreaming I'm a girl? Yeah. Okay, what if I dream about when I'm me, but I'm younger? Because that happens too. So here's the other part of that. Yeah. If that is true, say your consciousness jumps into... This is like the most meta question. <laughs> say your consciousness jumps into another world, right? Mm-hmm. To get to visit and experience whatever experience you're meant to experience experience (laughs) Uh, whatever you're meant to be experiencing in that moment what if your dream what you remember is your brain's way of justifying it Hmm. like what if your dream isn't actually what you went through but it's just the two consciousnesses trying to trying to make it make sense yeah okay that's interesting yeah so it's like uh, three different planes of existence. Ours, yep. the dream, which is just this doorway. Like an in-between. Yeah. And then the other plane of existence. Hmm. Sometimes I have like three different dreams in one <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You just keep it's, stepping back and forth through yeah. the door. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting to think about for sure. In and out, in it. Did that make sense? I think it did. Okay, good. Cause... Comment below. Did it make sense? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for your question at Cook with Patrice, who's definitely not my amazing mom. Thank you so much for everything you do and your support. I love you. Hi, Patrice. <laughs> okay. So. Brandon. Brandon. Brandon says. Many questions. Asks, he has many questions. What made you want to do the show? Okay. We're going to stop there. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was planning on it. <laughs> so. I actually just do all, all of them. Yeah. Okay. So what made you want to do the show? What made you want to, and what made you want to make it in a podcast form? To add to that, which episode or dream made you think, hmm, yeah, this could be a show? Okay. So, first part of that, uh, what made you want to do the show? I have always found my dreams fascinating. Because they're so weird. <laughs> and a lot of other people have been like, wow, your dreams are really interesting. Your dreams are really cool i wish i dreamed like that uh and just sharing dreams is always really fascinating because no one dreams the same everyone has their own dreams which just like everyone has their own thoughts so i i've always found dreams absolutely fascinating and i had an idea sometime during quarantine i'm gonna write a book 
about my dreams and it will be a series of short stories and i'm gonna call it i dream of jungle gyms oh i remember this conversation that would be such a cool book and then as i sat down to go let's make this a book i was like this is too hard to write and make make sense (laughs) because when you're dreaming you hear things you feel things and you you see you smell and it's really hard to make that sort of experience come across in a book especially like a short story i i would find that really hard but me being able to describe it and then say i'm adding in what you hear i think that makes it like such a better experience so i said okay well this has to be a podcast then and i think with the sound effects that's probably aside from like a visual effect it's the closest you could get to something like that yeah and what i thoroughly enjoy about some of the episodes is that they actually feel like dreams if you just lay on your bed and listen to say episode four it 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 feels like you're actually going through the experience like you're living what you wrote yay (laughs) and that's not me like gloating right no like that i that just makes me very happy because like we do work really hard Mm -hmm. and you know when you're dreaming at least for me the details aren't always clear Mm -hmm. they can feel a little foggy and misty so really like when i'm sitting down and i listen to the episode listen back to it i feel the same way than when i was actually having the dreams because it still has like that merging of realities and me experiencing something but not fully experiencing it mm-hmm. and it has that same feeling and that's really what I wanted to get across that I couldn't get across in a book mm-hmm. so yes what episode made me think that this could be a show was episode number two I love that dream <laughs> I think about that dream all the time and it was really well written too thank that's, you that's my favorite written episode that was the first episode I wrote Episode one was maybe the third episode I wrote. It was not the first one I did. Uh, so episode two was definitely, and that's that's the not so amusing, that's the pirate ship one. I had that dream my senior year of high school and it, it just kept going. Like it literally felt like a two hour long movie. And I, I was enraptured by it. I found it so interesting. And like... People died, and I was like, whoa, this is a cool, like, movie. Like, 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 it felt like I was in a movie. And then that man showed up, and this guy has been tailing me for a long time. Like, a long time. And I don't even know how long, because I, I literally, I wrote down in my in one of my dream logs like oh yeah i was dreaming about that guy again who's always after me but when i looked at the date that's the first log that i mentioned him in and it was in 2018 like like january of 2018 that i said that guy that's always there so you've dreamt about him before you just don't remember yeah Hmm. and like what so then i was like okay well this guy solidifies that this has to be like people have to experience this Mm -hmm. yeah so that's what made you wanted to turn it into a book and then the book wasn't where you wanted it to be so it became a podcast yes gotcha thank you for your questions brandon 
Uh, Sam, I have a question for you. Yes. You talked about episode four um, when you were giving the example. Mm. What's your favorite episode that you've edited? My favorite episode to edit so far. So far. Oh. <laughs> My favorite episode to edit so far was episode two. Actually. Episode two? Yeah. Yeah. I talk about that. I enjoy a lot of horror themes and psychological thrillers. Mm-hmm. And even like action adventure and episode two hit all of those for me the complexity and like planning how i wanted to do it yeah um and it was such a complex thing but in such a simple way yeah because there were so many layers to it and if you listen to just your voice alone um hunter's voice hunter's voice yeah Yeah. thank you hunter yeah hunter walsh came in last minute almost all of the voice actors came in last minute you you guys are amazing um but i i said hunter i have something i like i really want you to do it can you do it and he said well i work a lot but let's let's try and figure this out and we sat down over the phone for like two hours and did some script analysis and he came in like a week later after work after a long day of work he came in and sat in my closet for like two hours. We record everything in a closet. We don't have a recording <laughs> space. But I remember that day too because um, when he came, he was like, I'm exhausted. I've only got a couple of hours. I have to be out of here by like 9.30. And it was like 7 o'clock when we started. Yeah. We pumped out that entire episode, edited it the next day, into the following day mm-hmm. sent it to brandon who got it back in like a day got it back in like a day a day and a half yeah so the turnaround for that episode was insane so fast <laughs> and it, like everyone did such a good job that that episode is definitely my favorite so far mm-hmm. and it turned out so well yes too. talk about the the voice of the unseen the unseen the so that started with, um, so... Chris came in. There are three different people that voice the Unseen in episode two. There's Chris, Hunter, and Alex. Mm-hmm. That voice, <laughs> I spent maybe two and a half to three hours alone on that. Oh my gosh. Because I was playing with different effects and things, mm-hmm. and th- this was mostly on my own time, granted. Yeah. Um, but I, I basically spent a good portion of that time just sitting down and trying to figure out, okay, how do I make these voices match up in as, as succinctly as possible? And on top of that, what kind of effect could I add on top of another effect where <laughs> it, they're coming through like a speaker? Yeah. And it was... The speaker was is one of my favorite parts of that episode. I didn't tell you that I was adding that no, little thing in there. No, you didn't. I, I was so happy because they had that like creaking, creepy click of it turning on. And then just it's the, my like my stomach sinks when I hear him just, there you are. Like, oh, no. <laughs> the crackle yeah. is actually a, um, it's a sound effect I pulled offline because I couldn't record it here. Mm. It was... Um, a guitar being plugged into an amp. 
and I was like, "Ooh, that's a really good sound effect." And the effect itself was so short, and I had to like cut it perfectly just to make it fit. nerd talk anyway. <laughs> but and then I had to adjust all the the, the settings for it. But yeah. not important. Um, but that was probably one of my favorite things, just because it made it that on top of the music. Oh, perfect! <laughs> Chef's kiss, amazing. Yeah. So episode two would be our our favorite episode, probably collectively. So last few questions. Um, Napat. Napat Nanon Kai. She says, what was the scariest character? The Unseen. Yeah? Without a doubt, that man freaks me out so much. Really? Sam, I am being chased by a figure in the shadows I cannot see but can only hear with a deep voice who knows that I am a girl even when I do not look like a girl. No, that, that, that wouldn't freak me That out. is terrifying. That, that wouldn't scare me. <laughs> okay who do you think is the scariest character um but there's also characters that haven't been introduced yet yeah so, as of this recording yes. there's characters that haven't been introduced yet yeah so as as of right now i would definitely say the unseen freaks me out the most because he was the first character in my dreams that acknowledged who i was like even when nobody else knew like everyone else was in the story of the dream he knew that I was Alex Hooper, and that is disturbing to me. Mm-hmm. So he, he creeps me out. I, I could see it bothering you after, like, a long period of time, but at the same time, I could also see it just becoming, like, becoming numb to it, almost. You know? Nope. It still freaks you out? It still freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> you still dream about him? <sighs> I guess you'll have to find out. Not recently, or like. I guess you'll just have to find oh, out. <laughs> um, Napat also asks, "Have you ever dreamed that there was no one talking, like no voice?" Hmm. Mm. I'm gonna add whether it was from the unseen man or from, uh, like just in general. I don't think I've ever dreamed of like people who aren't talking. Not that I can think of. Usually my dreams have dialogue. If no one's talking, probably no one's there. Like, I'm usually by myself if there's no talking involved. Okay, so to continue off of that, Mm -hmm. she says, just curious. Was there a time that no no one's mouths were moving, but there was a voice, or mouths weren't moving, but there was a communication between characters in a quote-unquote verbal way? The only thing I could think of is the unseen because I don't see his mouth. I, mm-hmm. I never see him and and he talks to me. So that that would be the only one I can think of. But like I guess I never really think about that like watching the people in my dreams' mouths. Mm-hmm. I never really think about that. But I don't know if I were to really focus on it. Uh there were probably some talking animals at some point that whose mouths didn't move, but they mm. just looked at me and they talked. Just <laughs> smile and communicate telepathically. Yeah. That's creepy. <laughs> That's the scariest thing you've said so far. Re- really? <laughs> <laughs> um, can we continue? Sure. Yeah. Oh, do you have a question for me? What was your favorite episode to write? Barring episode two, because I know you thoroughly enjoyed that one. Yeah. We can't keep talking about it. I know. So, which was your favorite episode to write? Episode three, hands down. Yeah? Episode three was so 
relaxing mm -hmm. to write. And just writing it like I was talking to someone felt really nice, especially after the first two episodes when it's like, I am narrating a story. And then episode three, it's just like, you ever have a dream and you're just there? And it's like, wow, yeah, this is how I talk. <laughs> I almost forgot. And I really liked that. And just how, <clears throat> sorry, just how soothing and relaxing that was to just kind of have a conversation with the mic. I really liked writing that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I remember when I read it the first time, I like, I was reading it off of my tablet and then I looked up at you at the end and you just went, aw. <laughs> and I was like, all right, this one's good. <laughs> Nick524 says, okay, so I had a dream and I would like you to look at it. It had Monster House vibes. Something was, like, alluring me in the hallway, uh, in, in the doorway into the hallway. And then once I got in there, the floor dropped out from underneath of me. And from then on, there was, like, a carnival-like maze with crocodiles and clowns and punching bags and stairs and slides. I never reached the end out of every time I dreamed of it. And I had it maybe 30 times in one year. That's wow. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. So um, it seems like you dream about your own jungle gyms. So a house that allures you into it and then the floor literally drops out from under you and you are going through an obstacle course that you can never finish. Sounds like a jungle gym to me. Sounds like a jungle gym to me. I agree. Um, so first, I guess it depends on whether the house was yours. Because if the house was your house, you might just feel very trapped in your own house and like everything going on feels like a test and a, a trial. So there's that. If it's not your house and it's just a random house, then that means something completely different. <laughs> um, because, gosh, what would it mean if it's not your house? What do you think? Um, when I think of environment in dreams, I always think of like unfamiliar spaces or mm -hmm. familiar spaces. Mm -hmm. So I always take that as the unknown or uh, the familiarity, like things mm -hmm. that you are comfortable in. Um, yeah. So. so if it's your house, you're in a place, you're in a situation or uh, a time in your life where you're comfortable. But if it's somebody else's house, you're uncomfortable in a space that isn't yours. That you feel like you have no business being in. Hmm. Um, and then, I, what was the other part of this? Uh, it turns into like a carnival, a uh, jungle gym-like place with crocodiles and clowns. And he can never reach the end. Mm, it's a lot of unpredictability. Yeah. Uh, I don't really... <laughs> Let's see. I'm really bad at interpreting dreams. What so. do clowns mean? <laughs> I cannot <Sorry>. spell clowns <laughs> mean um, in dreams. Here we go. Okay. With the interpretation of dreams with clowns is represented by fun, laughs, free spirits, and happiness. That's, it doesn't say... Uh, oh, it does say represented. I thought it said repressed. <laughs> 
repressed fun. If you had this dream, you may have phobias with clowns or some fear of a child that you have not overcome. In the dream world, it is associated with clowns with happiness and fun. Childhood fear that you haven't overcome. Hmm. That's an interesting point. Hmm. So childhood, a, a childhood fear that you haven't overcome. And then crocodiles, I, I'm sure can't mean good. <laughs> and I've had dreams with crocodiles in a hotel before. So I, I understand. I relate. Crocodiles. A crocodile in a dream foretells deceit. It is associated with hidden enemies and changes in life. So basically what we're getting at is you probably felt very out of your comfort zone. You felt like you didn't have a place to rest at the time when you were having this dream so frequently. You felt that the floor was literally being pulled out from under you and that you were being thrown into a situation that you had no control over. You felt deceived and you felt scared. And you had to confront a lot of things that your childhood self just wasn't prepared to confront and it because you were not prepared to confront that you felt like there would never be a way out bam that's how you interpret a dream (laughs) um and nick also had another dream yeah for us to interpret so let's see i was in a black cube couldn't see the outline but i knew that it was a cube and there was a light grayish color shifting balls these balls they looked 2d but they were 3d and they would hover around and bounce slowly all over the place like a screensaver. And they would, when they would hit the surfaces of the, the cube, I would get a weird feeling in my head. I had this dream for maybe five years from ages 11 to 16. And the only other time I felt something like that was when I fell off my bike and my jaw clenched really hard. Okay. I don't know how to interpret that. Yeah. So you're in a cube. You cannot see the way out of the cube or anything about it it's a black cube you just know that you're in a cube because you have that knowledge and there are some balls floating around hitting the surface and you get like a headache whenever they touch the surface you met your subconscious self dude i don't know (laughs) i don't know yeah that's that's a weird one um let's see the ball having a circular shape represents a grand and positive start To dream of a ball means to see the situation fully from all sides and elevate it, considering every detail. A ball symbolizes the future, and it is as bright as a symbol of the cross, but it's only associated with... Ah, okay. So, what's interesting is that the internet is telling me that a ball in a dream means that you can see every angle of the future, you feel positive about the future... And that it's a light symbol. But you said that the dreams that that in the dream the balls looked two dimensional. So maybe you are seeing what you not like you're seeing the future, but you're not seeing the complete picture of it. Like you're seeing one side but not the flip side. Yeah. So maybe you really need to sit down with yourself and ask yourself what you want to do with the future. Because right now it seems blacked out and incomplete. And you know that there is a full picture, but you cannot fully see it because you are in the dark. Dang, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) And that is my professional interpretation. (laughs) Semi-professional amalgamation of interpretation. Yes. Okay. Um, 
just some last minute things before we wrap up. A lot of people had questions about the sudden endings for a couple of the episodes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> especially episode four, we got a lot of people reaching out to me being like, what the heck? It can't end there. It has to keep going. I felt the same way when I woke up. I actually <laughs> reading it yeah. and editing that episode, I actually really enjoyed the sudden ending. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, that's the way dreams are. Yeah. You'll never have a, rarely, you'll rarely ever have a perfect ending to a dream. Yeah. So having something that just pops, a bubble that bursts halfway through, or just it, suddenly there's an end. And I get it. A lot of people, like, if you're reading a mystery book, you obviously want to read the last page and figure out who done it. But in this situation, we're following the dream. Mm-hmm. A dream is a dream. My favorite part about this podcast is that it is the most fictional, non-fictional podcast. Mm-hmm. Because these are non-fictional stories. These are things that I actually experienced, but in a fictional setting and world mm-hmm. that I have no control over. <laughs> Uh, I don't lucid dream, so I do not get perfect endings, and I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I I think that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you guys for joining us on this little rant, and uh, keep dreaming.